come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Hello, listeners, and welcome once again to the Saturday Night Freak Show. <laughs> Uh, this is Colin. We're in my basement again, and uh, this time we're going to go around to my left. And who's there this tonight? Oh, uh, this is Tom. What you... the hell? Where's Brent? What'd you do with him? Uh, I killed him. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, 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 he was for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and who's uh, who's sitting next to you? Uh, Sean. 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 What the? Who? I'm okay. back. All right. So Sean is becoming a permanent member of the Saturday Night Freak Show. Woo! A permanent guest star. <laughs> <laughs> permanent special guest. Thank you. With you always is Travis. I feel weird being over here. It's like, it's yeah. weird. I kind of like kinda it over here. Up. I'm feeling more energy over here. <laughs> right? Feel the energy? Is that, what, is that what it is? Maybe there's some negativity. Are you going to yell at us? Me, like me. It's like, ah, I fucking hate moving. No, I was feeling really <laughs> negative, but now sitting on this side with this view of the world. Oh. You know, it's like cheers. You know? It's generally the chair that hates the, all the movies. It is, but now, like... <laughs> Movie hate chair. But, you know... Uh, uh, so, what, yeah, what, what do we watch? What, what do we do here every night? Or every oh, Saturday? yeah, yeah, every Saturday night, right? Uh, the group of us get uh, together. We have uh, some awesome dinner. And then we watch a movie. One person picks a movie. The rest of us invite that movie into the Thunderdome afterwards for the entertainment of you, the listener. And tonight... Tom picked the movie. What'd you pick, Tom? I picked The Big Red One. Deep. Yeah, it is a 1980s war movie war by man. Samuel Fuller. War. Samuel Fuller. Okay, so I'm not all that... Uh, I, I know I should know Samuel Fuller, because yeah. apparently he is a revered figure in uh, Hollywood. Yeah. So I don't know much about Samuel Fuller, other than he did this movie. Um, this is, I mean, I know, like, Samuel Fuller in the context of this movie. Is there going to be a Captain Google at some point in time so we actually have something to talk about? I actually have Captain Captain IMDB is going up right now. IMDB? (laughs) (laughs) No, Captain Google, oh, you're new, so you don't. Captain Google is the fastest person to jump to the phone to, uh... Well, usually it's to correct somebody. Like I don't believe yeah. it's no, uh, uh, no. I don't. Be- I don't believe you so much so that <laughs> I have to jump on my phone automatically. So, but then, but then now Captain know. Google is just a generic term for when you're going to search for something on your phone. You're going. I'm going to Captain Google it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what I know about Samuel Fuller just from memory. I know that they made a documentary on him in uh, in sometime in the 90s. And it was called, like, the Rifle, the Typewriter, and the something. And I'm like, okay, so who is this guy? I mean, apparently he was, like, a hard-boiled, like, crime reporter who, uh, I think he did that maybe after he was in World War Two. Yeah. And Big Red One, I believe, is a movie that he made toward the end of his career about his experiences yeah. in World War Two. Yeah, II. I mean, Big Red One is, like, considered, I mean, he, that's considered his, like, his piece, his main, like, you know, that's what he did. And Big Red One is based off Samuel Fuller's experiences in World War Two. He was a part of the Big Red One. Was he Mark Hamill? No, he was... He, I'm guessing he was the, probably the writer. He, yeah. he was, he was yeah. the writer. And actually, there's a scene in the movie in which um, 
There's a scene in the movie in which uh, Zap, the guy who's from Revenge of the Nerds, and he's talking to Kaiser, and he's like, hey, that's my book. Apparently, in real life, that actually happened. Like, Samuel Fuller, like, encountered a guy, like, on, you know, on the D-Day invasion, reading his book, and was like, hey, that's my book that you're reading. Babyface? All right, we'll set so. this movie up for us. What, uh, I mean, specifically is about in World War Two? Okay, so the Big Red One is, I mean, the Big Red One is, it's actually a fighting squad. It's the 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 first infantry, and they're like the first guys on the ground. They're still around today, actually. Um, so they're, they're first in the fighting, and they've always been first in the fighting, ever, even since World War One. So, and so like... The big red one, the movie, is kind of just like following that squad from essentially from the beginning of the war all the way to the end of the war. Uh, the reason I chose this movie is because like it's kind of like a wide angle view. Like I really like war movies, especially like older war movies. This is not my favorite war movie, but like from a wide angle view, it's like here's the beginning of the war. To the end of the war, and it's just a slice of life of what all of like the European theater is all about, and that's probably the movie that like best emphasizes that. Because there's a lot of movies that just focus on like one battle, you know, like uh, Battle of Britain or uh, Bridge Too Far, or you know, like um, Bridge on the River Kwai, or like. Yeah, like stuff like that, you know, like it's. Wait, it's, was that a World War One? Uh, no, no, no. oh, <laughs> that's, that, that's a Vietnam. Oh, well. The Thin Red Line. There we go. That's that's Vietnam. Vietnam. There you go. So yeah, um, yeah that's one. Um, yeah, Thin Red Line is a uh, Pacific. Yeah. <coughs> but, um. So like, and, and it's especially important because like Samuel Fuller was like essentially that's his experiences. The, the shit you saw in that movie is what he went through when he was in that war. So those are, like, based off his real-life experiences of going through it. He won, a, I think, a Silver Cross for some of the events, stuff that he did in that war. So, I mean, it's not my favorite. I mean, like, I kind of I kind of chose it because it's a little bit shorter. I mean, I probably said, like, <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, uh, like was yeah. Was it shorter? <laughs> shorter yeah. than how, what? Wait, how, how long, how long was this movie? It was two hours long. What okay. the Yeah, it was what two hours shorter? long. Shorter? Shorter? Well, okay. Uh, like, British Too Far is three hours long. Battle of Britain, three oh, hours oh, long. I mean, shorter Longest journey, yeah. yeah. four yeah. hours yeah. long. Most okay, war okay. movies are, like, like, two hours plus. Like, yeah. war movies are typically three hours long, so this is a two-hour movie, yeah. so, like... But now, this, actually, we watched it, We watched the, theatric, the original theatrical release from 1980. We didn't see... No, we didn't see the extended, the special edition, which has some scenes that were put back in. Like, especially there's, there's a moment. Have which, you seen it? Have you seen the new one? No, I haven't. I, haven't. I just, I kind of read about it and read like, because I'm like, should I show this one or the one I have that own, that I actually own, or should I go out and try and find? And the deleted scenes are kind of like, yeah, you know, I mean, there's like, it shows the event in which Samuel Fuller actually got the cross mm. and uh -huh. uh, stuff like that. So. Did you ever see that show on HBO, Band of Brothers? Yes, I did. This, I've like, seen that. That's good. Did yeah, this I remind that, you of like, that? Or did this remind you of that uh, that show? Yeah, it was pretty much the 
Well, I'm sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure the show, like, really got there. Yeah. Cause yeah, like, just because I saw that first. It was like, because it seemed like it was doing the same thing. It went from, like, a kind of a pan, uh, you know, Oh, yeah, the whole thing like, goes to the scope. Of, yeah. You get to see, like, years worth of fun. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, these people are over there for, you know, five years. I mean, know? like... Yeah, like They go from privates to sergeants, you know, over the time of... You know, they're uh, overseas. But the Big Red One even goes farther back. I mean, it starts in Africa and then goes to, like, it starts in Africa, then goes to Italy, and then it goes to D-Day. Well, actually, it started in well, World, 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 World War One, right? Yeah. Well, that like was just to show prologue. how, like, how the the forming of the company of Big Red One. Well, I like that opening because I, I don't I mean I don't know how true to life that was. I I, <laughs> I took it as like a uh, you know as poetic license, but you know you have yeah. it takes place in I'm assuming that's a cemetery or something. There's a giant cross in which there's a crucified uh, Christ. And it's like the creepiest Christ that you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. It's got ants crawling around in its eye sockets. So, you know, it takes time to actually go in and show these ants and the eye sockets. Well, they went around. back to that place, wasn't it, Italy? Uh, yeah. Was yeah, it? It's, uh, it was in uh, England, actually. It was a bit like France, England. Yeah, France. It would be France. France. It would be France, yeah. Because uh, that's right, like yeah, World War One. In, yeah. It was like right after the D-Day battle, so it would be in France. Somewhere. I just thought that was funny because it starts off there with uh, like you know these guys killing each other underneath the shadow of this uh, you know <laughs> the yeah. crucified Christ, and it ends there too. So yeah, with Sarge being a little knife happy. Yeah. I mean, this war, this movie is like, uh, I think I read a little bit about it, like, Siskel called this a, uh, it's a B-war movie, like, A-war movies are, like, historical war movies, like, like you what, know. Patton and, uh... Patton, Bridge Too Far, Black Hawk Down. Yeah, because this was very, like, it didn't um, focus on missions, really. Yeah. It was just on the guys. It was just like, let's go. So like what's in there? Like I mean it just <laughs> So like there's some stuff that's like you know like this one's kind of more this is a war movie that's kind of more focused on like shooting the yeah, cause the you know, squad and and it's like just that the the squad and the person people in the squad. Yeah, but you really don't even learn much about that. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I, they were like they were there. I mean, I know there was like, you know, there was the author, there was the Italian there was the cartoonist or the coward, yeah, and there Griff, was uh, which I barely remember. I know Griff Sergeant, who was just Sergeant. Yeah, yeah, that's Lee. So Lee Marvin Lee plays Marvin. the kind of uh, gruff but lovable Sergeant. Pussy. <laughs> who was in World War Two? Yeah, actually. Lee Marvin himself, the actor, was. Uh, and uh, the, I guess. The am I leaving out one of the four guys? <laughs> Oh, uh, there's the blonde guy that yeah. he just like he's the he's the oh, medic. He's the, the medic, okay. right? Who yeah. has him? Johnson, the medic, who's yeah. got hemorrhoids. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that That's donut. Why he's got the donut. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, so I mean they're not so really they got quirks. They're not. Yeah, I mean they're like they're sketched in kind of. They don't, we really don't have know personalities their personalities <laughs> because we assign these things to them, so we'll remember who they are. Right? Yeah, 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 one it's smokes it's cigars. One of them. That was the the character I guess it was supposed to be Robert Mueller, as you say, right? Sam Fuller, yeah, yeah, he's the yeah because he narrates the entire yeah, which is weird because he doesn't feel like the main character of the movie. No, the narrates like the main character. Yeah, it's really weird. Sarge is like Rambo in this movie. Oh yeah, he's awesome. I really think it's like he is the purpose to see this movie. He's kind of cool. Well, he has like just this kind of effortless 
I mean, I, God knows how many movies Lee Marvin had done. Yeah. Okay, have, have you seen uh, what, Dirty Dozen? Yeah. Like, that's Lee Marvin at his, like, Yeah, finest. Dirty Dozen's. He Dirty is Dozen's like, good. But awesome. I think I think Dirty Dozen starts off better than it ends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever yeah. seen the Dirty Dozen. Really? No. It's pretty good. I, well, they I take, like, that prisoners. These are the nastiest bastards, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't, whatever, we're going to execute them or some we're, shit And like you are that. sending you on a suicide yeah, mission. Yeah, suicide mission. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, and the, and the leader of the suicide mission's Lee Marvin, who's not going to put up with any shit. Yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> it's worth it. It's, worth, it's fun to watch. I watched like it a, a few months ago. You know, it's like a, an attack on, like, a... Yeah, they got a maze like a um, uh, it's like a mansion. Man, I can't yeah, it's even like remember. A, it's like a mansion, so it's almost like a heist movie. Yeah, it is like a mansion. It's yeah. like a heist movie, yeah, but I it's like man. it's a war heist movie. <laughs> that's funny. Those are kind of like B B war movies. <laughs> I never thought of them like you that. You know, it's just I. But they're fun. I yeah. like them. They're fun. They're a little bit because I I really that's what I hate about war movies. They're just so like war as hell. War is like. They're three hours long, but they feel like they're seven hours long just because it's just like, this is so dramatic. <laughs> I never thought coming here and killing people was going to affect me emotionally. <laughs> well, they worked some of that into this, but well, you're right. I mean, I guess it wasn't as heavy as, like, you know, more modern-day, you know, approaches yeah. to that same... Oh, yeah, nowadays, like, slow motion flags and, like, James yeah. Horner scores <laughs> and just, like... Yeah. But in some ways, Silver it did clouds. kind of, you know, maybe, maybe as we're saying, it was like a B movie. You know, it felt sometimes like it was taking place, like, it felt like an episode of MASH or something. Some, <laughs> of, the, some of the engagements that they yeah. were in, you know, it was like, I've seen stuff exactly like this on MASH. Well, because, like, a lot of the combat scenes, like, were interesting because it, it, like, I mean, especially, like, D-Day, right? They, 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 do, they reenact the Omaha oh, thing yeah, D-Day. Yeah. But you never see a German soldier. Like, at all. <laughs> There's yeah. not one. It's just, you see a cliff, and but they're just kind of, like, diving, and but, like, you never see, like, yeah. not, it's w- not like, uh, like, Saving Private Ryan, right, where yeah. it's like, you yeah. know. That's what I was thinking of when I'm watching it, I'm like, you know, it's like, now that I've seen, you know, <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, and you've seen, like, the scope of it, it's like, it's you you're very aware of, like, where they cut corners to do this on, like, yeah. a really low budget, you know. <laughs> But you know, yeah, yeah definitely like mad. Especially, especially the giving birth scene in the tank. Yeah, I could have done that without that. Mask. Well, that's see, that's the thing. Like all the all the war movies that go toward the you know war is hell. Kind the of emotional. Thing. Yeah, so they go with like the surreal. It's like there's the they're trying to catch capture like the madness of war. It's like just how you know things can be from one extreme to the other within seconds. Yeah, you know. All of a sudden, we're helping a woman give birth after we've just been shooting a bunch of German soldiers who were, you know, lying in wait, pretending they were dead, you know, in a in a like, ambush. I do like how the character says that thing about how it's just about survival, you know, in the end. It's not about, it's just like living through it all. It's not about yeah. like, yeah, it quits being about like whatever the hell the war is supposed to be about, but it's just like. Getting thrown into this mix where you're supposed to shoot at each other and yeah, like yeah, trying to walk yeah. around inside of that world, yeah, <laughs> you know, regardless of what happens, and then things, yeah, things still happen around you that you got to deal with, other than your kind of, I guess, your petty war, I suppose, your whatever you're the hell, yeah. you know, killing Nancy, you think, no petty thing. <laughs> I think, I think the thing that is 
probably most interesting about this movie, and especially when I saw it back in the day, is the fact that Mark Hamill is in this movie. And he's second he build after Lee Marvin above the title. And this is Mark Hamill after, after Star, Star Wars, Wars, but before Empire, so before his accident, before he messed up his face a little bit. So, I mean, it's a chance when you actually get to see... You know, Mark Hamill outside of Luke Skywalker. I don't know. And how do we think he did? <laughs> I don't think it was that far away from uh, Luke Skywalker. It was pretty typecast. This the how are we gonna do that over there? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he was pretty whiny and kind of kind of kind of whiny and bitchy. You know, he he's the he's the sharpshooter. He's like the best soldier of the bunch, but. You know, he's the dude that cracks under pressure. Right. I can't do this. Oh, no. I gotta hide. Did I just really want to draw even see him shoot anybody in this? Yeah, yeah, when he at the end when they find the concentration camp, he like right. he's well, aside from the guy he pumps yeah. fifty bop, rounds bop, into. Yeah. I think that's the first guy he shoots in the that's entire the one, movie. Yeah, that, that was the one thing I kind of liked about the movie. Yeah, I can't remember thing. what he did when they were in the cave when they were waiting for the Nazis to come down. Oh, he might have got somebody. Yeah, I think I think he got. I think after, because there's a moment when I, on D-Day where, like, you know, I mean, this is a moment where, like, he's like, all right, number one, go out there with the bandoliers, and he gets shot. Number two, well, he's already dead. Number three, he goes out there, he gets shot. Number four, shot. Five, shot. And then you get to, like, eight, and, like, you know, Mark Hamill has to go out, you know, and he, like, starts playing dead and cowering, and Lee Marvin tries to... You know, he shoots him <laughs> at him, shoots at him like I will kill you if you don't start doing your shit. And that's when he like, you know, completes the mission and does the bandolier and yeah. I just saw Mark Hamill in a movie called Sushi Girl. <laughs> I was gonna say, hey, let's bring that up. Have you he seen said it? he wasn't so good. Oh god, he was terrible. And that's <laughs> why I'm like, you know why he, this guy hasn't had more experience in movies over the years? I think because he's a horrible, horrible actor. I mean, in that there was at no moment was that I believe he was the character that he was playing. Uh, he's always a very self-conscious. And this is like modern. Yeah, it just came out, but because he's like a gangster, you know, he's all got long hair. I'm and he talks actually. He talks like the Joker. Really? Yeah, because he's doing like the Joker voice almost, and you're like, what in the hell are you doing? But it's just no, a really I... self-conscious. Really? You're aware that he's acting like the whole time. Yeah, it's like these gangsters. This one guy gets out of jail, and he, like, stole money or something. He he had the money in this heist that went bad. And so, like, the head gangster, which is the candy man, Tony Todd, <laughs> he gets them all together over oh. to have sushi off of uh, the body of this naked girl who just is supposed to lie in the middle of the room. And so they all show up. And, like you do. And then, you know, it becomes torture porn. But, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. So Hamill was in it, and that was bad. And, actually, connection to last week, Mark Hamill was in... Uh, the Village of the Damned with Christopher Reeve, John Carpenter movie. Was wasn't he very good in that. He was the minister, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And that was kind of like, uh, you know, I'm still maintaining that like Village of the Damned was like the movie that you went to when your career was over. I'll tell you, he needs I like to that go. movie with all its badness. <laughs> Mark Hamill needs to stay in cartoons because yeah, for yeah, some reason so. it's like if he doesn't like have a camera on his face, he can become that character. 
You know, it's one of those things where he can't play like a straight man thing. He's got to like be behind a mic and just. I think Mark Hamill has said that he will be willing to play Luke Skywalker in the new Star Wars. Yeah, I think he's that came out man. recently. He said he will. Oh, yeah, I, I guarantee he's like, <laughs> cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, I got nothing going on. I'll be the old Luke Skywalker. I do not. I saw a picture of him recently. He's kind of rough looking. I mean, I know he's well, old, but hey, what the damn. So Brent just texted us. He's Uh-oh. asking how the podcast is going. Look, he's here in spirit. Oh, hey! Brent. <laughs> hey, tell him to ask a question. He needs to ask a question. There you go. For the, for the yes, ask a question. Is he coming over? I don't know. So, uh, yeah, well, I don't know if like if that was for... You said he was looking kind of rough. I mean, yeah, he's well, rough. it wasn't a publicity still from Sushi Girl, was it? <laughs> no, it was I, him walking the red carpet of something. No. And he's just looking old. I mean, I know he is old, but damn. It's Hollywood, man. Yeah. It's Hollywood. It's just rough. Rough town. <laughs> Especially when you're Mark Hamill. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, uh, what was it? Carradine? Oh, the dude from Revenge. Yeah, Robert Carradine. Revenge of the Nerds guy. Yeah. He was in it. Wait, was yeah. he supposed to be in college in Revenge of the Nerds? That was yeah. like 1984, yeah. right? And this is 80. Yeah. And, I mean, how old did he look there? I read the, uh, I listened to the commentary on Revenge of the Nerds, and they were talking about that, how they felt kind of goofy playing, like, college students. Because <laughs> they were, what, like 34 yeah. or something by then? But, you know, it worked, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, so, like, and, and last night we watched Top Gun in 3D, and Anthony Edwards, who was also in Revenge of the Nerds, yeah. was in that movie. Holy shit, yeah. clowns. Sounds like every, everything is connected. <laughs> Fucking Revenge of the Nerds, man. That's a great movie. That's a classic. It's a goddamn classic. So what's your favorite war movie, Sean? Uh, I haven't seen a lot of war movies. Um, It would have to be Saving Private Ryan. Saving Just because I haven't seen a lot. Whoa. I'd have to say. It, Travis. Or, or an old John Wayne war movie. Wait, mm. hold on. Stop right there. So you've or seen an old a lot John of Wayne. old John Wayne war like, movies? Like the um, Green Berets? Green, I should have named a bunch. Yeah, I've Green Berets. Longest day. I like Green Berets. Maybe, maybe I've seen that. I, don't um, I, uh, I used my mom. <laughs> I, I got to know because my mom loves John Wayne. used to watch him a lot. What's the black and white one? Um, uh, Longest uh, day. Green Berets. No, uh, no. Jima. no I have no idea. Uh, I forgot the name of it and she'll kill me for not knowing it. Um... Oh yeah, I forgot. This is where we just show our like cinematic ignorance here. Yeah. With war films. I like, I got nothing. Yeah, we should only like <laughs> do podcasts about things we know. <laughs> I've um, seen modern modern films, so it's like the yeah modern films. I like Apocalypse Now. That's an awesome awesome war movie. I, I mean, there's probably many war movies I've seen where I'm just forgetting. Them. Yeah, because Hollywood was churning them out back. I mean, in I've, the, I've you seen know. Apocalypse Now. Uh, I don't know, GI Blues. Um, <laughs> Strikes. Uh, Private Benjamin. That's my yeah. Favorite. Fucking Strikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I love Strikes because they filmed it where I went to boot camp, so that's like a trip down memory lane when uh, I watched Strikes. Uh, uh, no, I, I figured it out. It's uh, you're in the army now with Polly Shore. <laughs> that's my favorite war movie. Now. I changed my Polly Shore and Andy Dick. That's my favorite. Uh, I'll claim that Wait, right is now. Is Lori Petty in that movie? What was the one yeah. she was in? Was it in the army now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I was crushing mad on her last <laughs> yeah. night. Oh, my God. Yeah. During Point Break, I was like, man, holy cow, Lori Petty, what's happening to you? Where'd you go? What, you know. Man, my favorite warm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a rough one. I don't know. All right, then. Cricket. <laughs> Cricket. Platoon. Cricket. There's. Yeah. Hot shots. 
Hot shots. Yes, another great choice. I agree. Yeah. War as hell, man. War as hell. Yeah, the war never changed. There was a couple moments in the Big Red One where they would show just animals or insects, like just these random shots of like a bunny. Well, I think you know. Early on, the way I took it anyway was that, you know, it's like you're, you're kind of seeing, like, nature being indifferent to the wars of men. You know, it's yeah, like, the, you know, nature's still happening. There's, there's still, you know, ants crawling around on this, you know, carved stick, creepy statue of Jesus. There's, like, you know, grasshoppers running around. And then toward the end, they changed it, though, because at the end, like, all the, there was shots of deer running from the, the mortar blast. There were yeah. shots of rabbits running, you know, and so then it was like, it's like then war, you know, actually encroaches on, you know, nature. Then, like, nature is fleeing under the... Whoa. You know. Oh, yeah. Blown. <laughs> blown. Blown. My mind is blown. I don't know if that was intended or not, but there it was... Still, That's though. what I... Agree. Still, though. No, yeah. you know Still, it grabs me. Fucking, get the fucking lizard. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It get was just that like, goddamn a rabbit. <laughs> So what's your favorite war movie? <laughs> I said uh, Apocalypse Now, I think, Apocalypse is probably, now? yeah. yeah. No, what is yours? You said this isn't yours. What is no. yours? Uh, my, mine's probably, uh, it's it's either Saving Private Ryan God damn it, really? or Black Hawk Down. Or Black Hawk Down? Well, Black Hawk Down, okay, so that comes at it from the point of view of, like, uh, you know, this is the, is it a, you'd call that a Men on a Mission movie, right? It is. Uh, it's more of a historical. We're, uh, we're behind like enemy the lines. Historical perspective. Like here is the op. Go. I mean, shit went wrong, and story of survivalism, and you know, they don't know what it's like. It's about the man next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Black Hawk comes about. The military trying to make like a stupid mistake look like heroic and like <laughs> awesome, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, that was uh, Ridley Scott. Like did that one, I think. Wasn't that Ridley Scott? Yeah, it was yeah, Ridley Scott. Scott. It was Ridley Scott, man. Yep. I don't know, War Man. I still go back to Predator or Aliens, <laughs> even though they're not war Wait, related. So they're still, they're, yeah, like one of those two. You know, there's not, they're not necessarily war related, but still, they have that military. Yeah. Well, what predators yeah. about like mercenaries? Yeah, and uh, no, I, mean, I, I looked up like I looked on Marines. lists of like top war movies of all time, you know, to try and see if like is Big Red One considered one of the greats or is it like uh, a low one? And it's like ten on the list, you know. I mean, it's up there, but like Aliens is or Aliens is seriously considered a yeah. war movie. Yes. That's consider, awesome. It's considered that a war awesome. movie, and it's like one, like like five. You know, like usually it's it's high, it's like low on that list. Like huh. usually number one is like Paths of Glory. I haven't seen that. Okay, it's just, it's like, like one of those few Stanley Kubrick movies that I haven't actually seen. And like usually, uh, Full Metal Jackets up there. Oh, always. Apocalypse yeah. Now is up there. Yeah, I just don't like those movies. Platoon's okay. Platoons, Platoons. Yeah. Well, pretty thing, good movie. Yeah, but the thing that made Starship aliens, Troopers is considered like a top yeah, war movie. Yeah, Troopers. It's yes. so funny. That's it's so yeah, funny. Even though my brother, oh man, the book I guess is awesome. Apparently, yeah. I hear People the book is book. really good. I hear, I hear 
even like a lot of Hollywood ideas now really come from the Starship Troopers book. You know, just I'll tell you, the pinball game is fucking awesome. <laughs> the Starship Troopers pinball it's game? It's fucking awesome. It's sweet. It is like the best pinball like out there. There's that new Starship Troopers uh, direct-to-video CG movie. Really? Yeah, and that uh, shows Starship Troopers a little bit more in the idea of the original <laughs> novel where... The uh, the people had pretty much like kind of exoskeleton right. like machine suits. It wasn't just you know dudes like running around with guns. You know, pretty sweet. Well, the thing so about I mean, like the sci-fi like uh, war movies, yeah. it seems like they're like the easiest yeah. ones to take, right? Because the villain is always clearly defined as uh, you know like a bug or an alien, and it's like. We've got no problem, you know, going to war. They're clearly evil, right? And they have to be stomped out. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like a, uh, you know, actual war movies. You know, when they're talking about something that actually did occur, like usually, like the political situation from the time, or either our our current political situation, looking back on it, like filters into it a little bit. So if you do like, you know, you're going after bugs in space. Well, I guess what am I talking about? Das Boot, I guess, would have to be my favorite oh, shit. war movie. Yeah, actually, that's yeah. that'd have to be my favorite. That's just a fucking intense movie. Yeah. yeah. Submarine Fear. Oh yeah. You yeah, know, good. Have you guys seen Das, das Boot? Really the Boot. And the ending's like <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, it's, oh my it's god, really good. it's yeah, just, just really the whole movie. of war. And, and, and the movie is interesting because, like, normally, you know, I don't like movies from the Nazi point of view. That's like, ah. You know, that's a bad guy's point of view. But Das Boot is really, really interesting because it doesn't, you know, I mean... It's the human perspective, not he's the like, He's yeah. like, yeah, man, you know, like the captain's like, like, I don't believe in Hitler or the Reich or even what we're doing. It's just like... You're in the military. That's your job, like, you it, know. It's our job, you You protect know? the nation. Right. Yeah. Which is funny because that's a German, that's a German-made movie. Yeah, uh, what but what like, made in the night? Was it seventy nine? Yeah, but see, that's well. But after, yeah, I mean, I thought it was. Yeah, they've clearly had time to adopt the idea. You know, <laughs> this was, it was a bad idea to fight on that <laughs> side of the line. You know, I think war movies like they they generally come in two. They generally come in a couple different categories. Oh. Like you yeah, have like. You have, like, a war movie that's, like, a purely historical war movie. Like, here is the mission. Here is, like... Oh, yeah, the date. Almost, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, like no Bridge date. Too Far. It's, like, clearly historical, like, Battle of Britain. You know, like, even Black Hawk Down. It's, like, it's the mission. And then you got movies that are about, like, kind of more, like, like, the squad and the people in it. And just, like... It's all about the man next to you and fighting, like, Saving Private Ryan kind of falls into this category. Big Red Run kind of falls into this category. Forrest Gump, that's my favorite war movie. So Dude, it's like... three favorite war movies now. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I agree. I can't decide. I can't decide. <laughs> and I'm just going to keep tacking on to Travis's. Like, I yeah, agree. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like, holy shit, man, Forrest Gump. I just saw that the other day. It's like, man, I love... I just love... Even though it's not like this in-depth look, I just think it's like a really funny, like... <laughs> just cool look into it, you know? Oh, man, something bit me. Big old fat rain. Sometimes even rain that came up from underneath. <laughs> and Bubba, come I on. I lost that felt like about five minutes in, in a war. 
Yeah, but it's and, very and look how, Yeah, exactly, because as soon as Bubba's like, Forrest, I won't go home. And he's like, that's the last time I talked to Bubba, right there by that. I mean, it's just yeah. like, damn, you know? You yeah. took me through this emotional right. roller coaster. Right, in the ten Plus minutes they were in the war about versus Lieutenant like three-hour war movies. But that he can't was do in that. the military for a good what was that? At least forty minutes of yeah. the military. Yeah. I mean, he I was mean, playing ping pong for a lot of it. But right, come on. Yeah, true. Was he? That was just, yeah. <laughs> that was like five minutes to the end. But still, yeah, war's hell, man. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and war veterans, war veterans actually really like Gary Sinise always talks about how like how much that movie just kind of helps them. Oh yeah. 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 Just G- the character Gary of Lieutenant Sinise Dan. Is like, yeah, like really is just like he's become like a war or you know veteran activist. Yeah, right through his like where, music. Where's three hundred on the list of favorite war? Is that a war movie? I don't, isn't it? I don't know. Well, but we're kind of talking about fucking American like war, you know. We're America. Well, see, I always, yeah. like, when I saw 300, I was like, there's a movie that's going to be playing on, like, every army base from here to Timbuktu. <laughs> that's like, raw, you know? Yeah, that's we're nothing soldiers. people can get, like, behind. It's not yeah. the American, like, you I know, know like, the American like, yeah, empire it's world. The, it's the, the dude next to you. It's like... We are this close-knit unit, and we're going into... I don't know. Go back and look at 300. It's not the guns and stuff. <laughs> you know, it's no, not it's the, about the man next to you. You don't know what it's like. It's about the man next oh, to you. Oh, I know what it's like. You know don't what it's tell, like. Don't it's tell man. me about a battle, buddy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. some movie. What? I don't know. I'm quoting Black Hawk Down. Well, yeah, but that's like a reference. That's like I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, especially Black Hawk Down. I did yeah. not watch that. Even though I was in the I military, mean, I don't like modern-day military movies. I don't think most people would get that one. I think most military Damn. movies are propaganda, so I usually don't watch them. <laughs> I usually just like, these people want us to fucking love the military. Uh, see, that's right. I'd say 300 is probably like, that's military propaganda. What are you talking about? That's a Frank Miller comic. Yeah, but that well, movie yeah. is all about. I mean, that's like like war is awesome. We're gonna do it. We're the best at it. That everyone. Yeah, but that's just you gotta. That's the ancient world, though. Well, that's yeah. not because you gotta understand. It's like okay, people love pirates, and, <laughs> and even like but, okay, <laughs> go on. Yeah, yeah, where this goes. yeah, because okay, people people love like pirates and Vikings, even though they're basically criminals, murderers, and thieves and rapists, but they lived life. Free. They used to, you know, and that's what it's more about. It's not really about. That is what it's about. Yeah, I I raised my bottle. It's not about what you're fighting for. (laughs) It's a fact that you know, it's just like uh, heroes of the past. What is heroic now, and what was heroic then? Are two different things. What was heroic like in the days of like Hercules or whatever? It's just going up against just. Insurmountable yeah. odds yeah, yeah, yeah. in achieving it. Yeah. You didn't have to be a good person or a moral person or whatever. Right, no, you just right. had to fight the dragon that there's no way you could win. Yeah. But nowadays they attach a morality to a, a hero. Yeah. Where so it's just kind of it's one of those funny things how we celebrate it, but then we try to put a happy spin on it. Because like I mean, well, so how wait. America wouldn't have. One against the British if it went for pirates and they're thieves, murderers, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like recruiting them. And I well, mean, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe like in the in the context of like fiction, you can take, you know, you can take that kind of story and move it back into like ancient times. Do something like 300 and say like, well, we're doing something about you know like the ancient Greeks, but you can like it, you're tapping into like a universal. Where's my Roman sword? <laughs> 
Travis is uh, poking. Fa- I'm fighting. Uh, I'm fighting with the. Cuckers. Who are they? Persians? Is that what they're fighting in the 300? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Persian trolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I think 300 is just too stylized. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just too stylized. Not that real, like gritty, like this is war, man. We're wearing freaking nobody buckles their freaking helmet strap. I don't know why. (laughs) So whenever they die, there's just helmets always rolling down the streets. (laughs) There's just helmets. Everybody's tripping on the helmets. I'm like a big fan of Apocalypse Now as a war movie, but it's not really a war movie like that one. It looks like a war movie. It sounds like a war movie, but it's actually like a psychodrama. (laughs) Yeah, he's all like like a a horror movie about this guy. I mean, because I always took that. Wait, did we cover this last week? I was no, no, no. no. We, we, we did but, not cover it. We talked about it personally. Oh, okay, that's what it was. So my reading on Apocalypse Now. If you've seen it, you've seen it. Everybody's seen. It? Okay, so like that movie seems like it's about like this dude who like he breaks down, like mentally breaks down at the beginning of the movie, and then like his psyche fractures, and then there's like what there's like four parts of his personality that are on this boat. Quote, air quotes, right? Boat. And never get off the boat, because then they never get off the boat. And he goes upriver, which is like some kind of like inner journey where he has going to, he's going to go up against the dark version of himself. It is a retelling of Heart of Darkness. Yeah, but even Heart of Darkness, I mean, that, you know, again, if we're talking about like if that's what Heart of Darkness is about, that's subtextual and not like overt, because Heart of Darkness is about a guy going up the river to, he's going after a, was he like an ivory trader or something? Yeah, Church but he's gone corrupt, and as you're traveling down the river, you see more more corruption. Yeah, I mean, like that's what Apocalypse Now is. It's a re. It is. It is an interpretation and retelling of Heart of Darkness. Yeah, because they're basically. I think both. Well, I think what they're saying is that you know, and it's like Heart of Darkness. Comparing the story, Heart of Darkness to so the story of Heart of Darkness is allegory, and so if we take that story off. And we put a modern Vietnam story on top of it. It's st- you're still telling the story, you know, that's underneath Heart of Darkness. Right, you're telling about that, the horror of yeah. Vietnam and and. Stuff well, that's like why that. I don't think it's even about like the horror of Vietnam. It's like about the horror of like this guy, you know, this inner this fight with himself. You know, it's like yeah. he has to conquer the the. It's just easy to use Vietnam because people would yeah, like it's a backdrop because that like then it's like it's it's, it's modern <laughs> it's like people would understand that people that would go to Vietnam would you know have these type yeah. of yeah and then you can work in all that surreal stuff I mean Apocalypse Now is like it's like a modern version of like the Odyssey or something you know like you know one of those old epic stories you know without all the cool action and all that stuff what are you talking about no it's like, there's dude, it's it's like, like a movie. psychedelic oh war man I do not like that movie dude Ride of the Valkyries <laughs> I love <laughs> the smell of napalm in the yeah. morning that is awesome yeah, I just don't like that well movie. it's one of those uh, it's Robert Duvall that. Robert Duvall yeah. is yeah. fucking amazing well that that's movie. without you know <laughs> Robert Duvall always Robert Duvall and Michael Kane are like the two like you guys are amazing. Wait, I'm gonna. That's why I love Peter, Peter Cushing. Parents? I'm putting Peter Cushing on that list. Never. Yeah, but that, but even in horrible movies. That's why I like, secondhand lions, man. Robert Duvall and Michael Kane side <laughs> by <laughs> side. <Yeah>. Boom. <laughs> it was all oh, damn. That movie's a good movie. Like even though it looked really cheesy and it's that Jay Lee Hall. Yeah, like, Joel Osment. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was like his last movie before he just got you know weird or whatever happened. To those little kids, 
Did you get arrested for possibility? I think so. Well, we're not. So I I approve of possibility. So he was working on his art. He got arrested for doing what was right. Really? Actress, I think. There's somebody, Emily Osment. Because she's still cute. Is that what's going on? She's still like seven or. Yeah, I don't know. She's still. I still got time. But uh, Apocalypse Now, the thing that I appreciate about that scene you're talking about, like the Ride of the Valkyries, like that actually, when you watch that scene, it looks like they like did it for real. Like they got helicopters coming in and bombing the living shit out of this like, bridge. And this, I know, but that's what I'm saying. It doesn't look like this was staged for a movie. It's like, we're just going to go do it. We're going to set it all up and do it and have cameras all over the There's place. There's no laws over there. It's, called, it's like Tropic Thunder. They can poison yeah. sharks and fight them. Well, they, they, they <laughs> underwater. How they did it on the uh, really. On the, yeah, his Cop- so Francis Ford Coppola made the movie. His wife Eleanor, like, made her own movie during the making of Apocalypse Now and called it uh, Heart of Darkness. Heart of Darkness, sir. And yeah, it basically you see like you know Francis Coppola like on the verge of losing his mind oh, it's and the his making fortune. Of. Yeah, during making it, and that's what they did. They got like they were able to talk with what was it the Philippine army or something they got the helicopters for them they said it was frustrating because like they'd be in the middle of some complicated shoot and then the army would be like we need those helicopters back we got to go stomp out the rebels over here and so like they'd have to shut down and <laughs> but yeah they did actually set up that whole thing and go in and it's just like one of the most thrilling and visceral like combat oh, scenes crazy. it's funny it doesn't show in the movie I just don't like that oh, movie. Oh. I agree. I, I I totally agree. Like I mean, wait, like, you're agreeing with who? Dude, like Apocalypse <laughs> yeah. Now is who? a phenomenal fucking. Oh, oh, you're drunk, obviously. Masterpiece. You're obviously drunk. Tom has said it. Therefore, <laughs> it is true. He well, said it yeah. was a masterpiece. <laughs> Tom's pretty much the standard which we go by here. We all <laughs> oh yeah. Tom got to say about it. I do really enjoy Full Metal Jacket as well. I don't like Full Metal Jacket. Although that movie is weird because it's like almost two movies in one. Yeah, yeah. And the first half is like so much stronger than the second half. Yeah, dude. Stanley Kubrick, I'm saying, he sucks. Most overrated guy in history. All right, now what the hell? In the history of filmmaking, Stanley Kubrick, the most highly overrated. All right, we got to have a discussion. Go, here we go. You're going after like my childhood. No, I don't know. You're going to say about like the attack on the Texas Chainsaw Man. Dr. Strangelove? Come on, I laughed my ass off watching that movie. That's my favorite. Dude, the Shining. Kubrick. It's like one of the greatest horror movies. Yeah, forget The Shining. 2001, Uh, 2001, Like, I I get The Shining. I'm not... eh. Forget The Shining. for Christ. Once again, he took all the action out of it. (laughs) He took the story out of The Shining. He's like, I read this awesome book. I've actually heard it's about... This is what I've actually fucking heard. Like, I have to get the book that researches all this stuff. Oh, no, stuff. there's a movie. It's called Room 237. They put all of those theories together. Do they? Movie. Yeah, yeah where they say they around. say The Shining is actually about how Stanley Kubrick uh, filmed the moon landing. Yeah, he faked it. Couldn't live with it, put it in the movie. It's also about yeah. the the apocalypse of the American Indian, and I think there's like four or five other theories. Weird. All in Room 237. And also, just like a video store near you. Eyes Wide Shut is supposed to be about like his dealings with the elite. You know, their weird, their weird sex secret societies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Kubrick is a fucking genius. I don't know if he is a genius. I, I don't know if that's true. Genius. I don't know if that's All true. Right. Overrated genius. That's Here's, for sure. I'm gonna. Here we go. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick films, in a nutshell, all of them are about the. Uh, 
It's about a mind that dissolves and the terror that results from that. It's a fear of like Alzheimer's. Think of it. Hal loses his mind, like breaks down. Dave actually goes in and pulls all the stuff out what of What are you doing, Dave? Yep. You got. What uh, are you doing, Dave? Uh, all right. Help me bear this out. So we got in I Full Metal Jacket. I hate Stanley Kubrick. Deliberate in Full Metal Jacket. They try to break down Private Pile so they can make him a fighting machine, and then he becomes like you know a killer. Well, and where Spartacus fit him? That was before Stanley Kubrick was actually Stanley. Kubrick. Oh, that was a director for hire. Yeah, but you know what? Okay, because that's what I. Well, I just don't like that he does these adaptations of these movies, and then he just decides whatever the hell he wants to make it about. What? Like, have you ever, have you ever, like, have yeah, you ever I read The Shining? It's nothing like the movie. Nothing like it. And then the end of 2001 Space Odyssey, what his ending is and what it's supposed to convey yeah. is just fucking nonsense. Well, I know. The, the original ending is a lot more, like, uh, it, like, lays it all out for you. Well, like, yeah. The, everything's going on. Yeah, the obelisk is supposed to be, like, Either I don't know if they're supposed to be portals or markers that are showing man to an intergalactic space hub. That way they can join part of a bigger like galaxy idea, yeah. and the guy like stays in a hotel for a few. And you know, and then Stanley Kubrick just does these weird ominous uh, shots of like I can only imagine what because the ship is going at light speed. He's almost seeing like future so. images yeah, before they happen. Scenes, like color shifts and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah he's sitting the cool in the. Is that that you're you're coming up but, with like this is what I guess? But it means. you yeah see I, I mean that, I, but I, that's I, not cool telling thing. a story. All uh, you're doing is like. anybody like I felt it. I felt it. Yeah, I didn't may, I may feel be, nothing. I you just saw agree. images. <laughs> I saw something. I may I, agree that it's not telling a story, but that movie gives a an experience. Yeah, it does. You know, because it hits you with like the awe of the vastness of space. But you know, if I like, don't it's understand, the only, like it's the only movie about like space that actually feels bigger than like. I do agree like, with that. Just the way he has the slow motion turn to everything. There's nothing going fast or zooming. There's no, like, fire coming out of engines or nothing. It's all the slow. It's how space would be. It's very realistic. Uh, Well, just, yeah, but even in the concepts at the end, as you get there with, like, you know, what the hell do these uh, monoliths mean and all that, it's like, it just builds this because you don't know. It It just just seems to you. Yeah, it makes it. It's an alien radio. (laughs) The universe is gigantic. And full of stuff that we will never understand. That that you know? en- that ending to 2001: Space Odyssey is like it stuck with me. It's like it's ingrained. It's it's like one of those moments for me. Yeah. Of like, wow. I don't know what it means. But yeah, it but feels like, it's like just, important. It feels like it, it's just like oh man, it's just the, the vastness yeah. of knowledge and space. What knowledge? Time. There is no knowledge. Ah. <laughs> it's confused. It's just images. Well, yeah, but, but there's so only cool. n- there's only knowledge. There's only knowledge if you actually learn what the well, hell. Yeah, is. But it's not saying that like. Sean, that have you seen? Haven't seen it. The, <laughs> I haven't. No, no, I haven't seen all of it. Like <laughs> we, we should stop talking. <laughs> no, I've seen. I've seen Parts of 2000. I noticed that you weren't talking. So no, like, have no, you seen I haven't. It? I have not. Have you seen it? I've seen the beginning. You know what? I've seen the beginning. I've seen the end. That's it. What Kubrick movies have you seen? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have seen um, uh, Full Metal Jacket. I've seen um, Doctor Strange Love. Which is my favorite, but I think I've only seen The, the Shining. Two to tell you, oh, uh, I've seen The Shining. Okay. I've seen The Shining. 
Um, Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. I had Clockwork Orange sitting at home. I have never watched it. Okay. I watched the first. You should read the book first, it. and then watch the movie. See what you think. And then come it. back and debate <laughs> with us. Be the first to read the book first with the because they took a chapter out at the end when they made the movie. Yeah. So people are like, "Why the fuck did he like just stop the movie like that?" Well, America didn't think that, but English people right. did. They're like, "Oh, what else is there?" Okay. Stanley Kubrick. I've seen Eyes Wide There's Pass the Glory, Spartacus. Wait, a ki- there's the killer, the killing, and a killer's kiss. Right. If you're gonna go way back, right. Then Paths of Glory. The pa- Paths of Glory. Lolita. Oh nope. Jesus. I mean, like Spartacus. Spartacus. Doctor Strange. Left. Am I leaving something out there in that timeline? I don't know. Then uh, after. Then it's like 2001, and then after 2001 is. Is that Doctor Strange Love? And then, uh, crap. There's Barry Lyndon in the late seventies. Then Shining. Yeah, don't do it for me. Yeah, and nobody's seen Barry Lyndon except for me. No. I, every time, like, once I've, a year, I've seen that cover a lot. Years, yeah, well, every couple of years I watch that movie, and that's that's like, like you got to know what you're getting into because what it seems like he's trying to do is I've never seen <clears throat> he recreates like this Renaissance, like. It looks like almost still photography. There'll be a. Uh, you guys are talking about <laughs> hey, you're talk, something. You're on mics. So oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, hello. There will be like a. You guys, come on. Still frame of like you know something that looks like it's from a Renaissance era painting, and all he does is like push in on it while there's like a lot of <laughs> voiceover explaining what happens. Everybody moves so slowly. Everything's like choreographed just like perfectly. It is just like the weirdest thing. And it's like three hours long. There's like a, yeah, but it's just fascinating. I mean, you get into it and you're just like, you kind of get hypnotized into this rhythm of like watching it. And I always like, you know, crack a beer and watch it every couple <laughs> crack of a beer. Yeah, every couple of years. You gotta get high to watch some Stanley Kubrick. That might be another <laughs> way to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, I wonder what, you know, I mean, like, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey is, like, one of those ones that, like, if you were probably, like, hi, that movie would be, like, bam, it changes your well, life. Well, uh, when it came out, I think it wasn't doing so well, like, at the box office, but then all of a sudden, it started doing really well, and they're like, why the hell is it doing really well? Well, it turned out, like, all the, the hippies were taking acid and going and laying down <laughs> underneath the screen like, at the very end of the movie and, like, watching it, and then it became, like, an underground and midnight, you know, kind of movie and became like a <laughs> I do I, I I mean I do think the the caveman beginning and the how thing are like the, some of the most like awesomest things ever I just don't like him as a director per se Ouch. yeah yeah Confusing. But uh, but war sucks. So back to yeah, back to war, Big Red War. War never changes. We probably should have done a wrap up for Big Red One a while yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 we probably should. Okay, so uh, do we have anything left to say about Big Red One? Yeah. <laughs> Any observations good. or insights? Damn. Big Red One. Mm. It was a movie. It was a movie. <laughs> All right. Well, it was Tom's movie, so that means what do you Sean think? is going first with his Whoa. wrap. Um, I like the movie. Um, I like war movies in general. I just never seek them out to watch them. I don't know if that makes sense. 
I would never seek out any war movie to watch it. Um, uh, this was pretty good. Um, wh what's our scale? Buy, uh, rent, uh, yeah, it's pirate. Steal it. Rent it. No, wait. It was own it, rent it, pirate it. Don't watch it. Own it, rent watch it. it. Uh, I wouldn't own it. I wouldn't. If you like... If you really like war movies, rent it. Otherwise, eh, I wouldn't seek it out. That's just my opinion. I'm going to go almost with the same thing in a weird way. It's like I liked it for Lee... What's his name, Marvin? Yeah. yeah. His, his performance Marvin. was really good. It was a fun, you know... It was really sweet with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I really don't go for war movies all that much either. Um... I thought Band of Brothers was awesome just because, you know, you had way more time to mm -hmm. tell a fuller story and get more into the details of what the missions are and who the characters are and stuff like that. I don't even think any of these guys had that. This is my girl back home, you know. Oh, I can't wait to get, you know. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, I was a little indifferent to it. So I say, yeah, either, I mean, rent it if you like war movies. Yeah, I got rent, rent it. Yeah, not mm -hmm. even pirate it. If you like war movies, you can rent it, pay money. Yeah, I believe in, you know, especially old movies. Yeah. You know, because that's why old movies are being forgotten, is because nobody does want to pay just $2 to see it. So, we should so then it's going to the Warner scale. Archives. <laughs> and just well, no, the, the, the pirate, it means, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's not necessarily pirate. It, it's like you can watch it on net, like Netflix or, or stream it. It's like yeah. it's like if you're free, it without, free yeah. it's like cable TV or Netflix. Like just see it, I guess. Like, yeah, it's yeah. It, it pops it up on cable TV at two in the morning. Give it a watch. Yeah. It's more like you're seeing it for free, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Just awesome. See it. Well, uh, okay. So this is my first time watching the Big Red One. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that I like or dislike war movies. I mean, I've seen a lot of war movies that I like. I don't know. I wouldn't say that this was one that I would have probably s sought out on my own. I think, yeah, and now that I'm seeing it, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, there's a lot of similarities between this and Band of Brothers and Band of Brothers. I think, you know, like Travis said, you know, fills in a lot more character information with the people who are in it. This one also has uh, what Tom refers to as the 80s stank. I mean, it's got it pretty good. There's like a lot of, and maybe actually when you said it was a B movie, that really like kind of crystallized. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it, because it seemed like really underfunded for a lot of like what it wanted to do. I am thinking specifically of a scene where the troops dig into the ground, like literally <laughs> dig into the ground when uh, yeah. the German tanks yeah. are coming, and you're like, what kind of logic is this? But all right, maybe they did it. So they dig like little foxholes and they get down there. But apparently the the movie company didn't have enough uh, wherewithal to actually dig holes to put the actors in, so they dug down about a foot and put their helmets <laughs> yeah. in there, and it's like blatantly obvious that you're looking at like the helmets. A lot of uh, you know, then tanks come overhead, and you hear the as somebody gets smushed. <laughs> no, then, no, uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I read a little factoid <laughs> when they're going ah. Samuel Fuller said that's what they actually because they were fucking screaming in terror. That actually happened to Samuel Fuller. Well, yeah, but it like doesn't. That, well, that may be, that may be fine. Yeah, there, I, yeah, I'm not saying that that didn't. I'm just saying as it translates on the screen, well, yeah, yeah. it doesn't. Like I thought they were being crushed, and then I'm like, okay, because immediately after right. that, the narrator says we went from twelve guys to to four or something like that. And I'm like, okay, so all those guys died in those <laughs> holes. That's just how I took it. I don't know, that's how it came off. 
Uh, granted, we didn't see the long version, so there may have been more information. There's also some other like kind of uh, janky moments where, you know, you janky. see like, janky. You <laughs> see like <laughs> a bunch of guys like uh, you know, it, it it's kind of like it almost reminded me of you know if you were gonna do a war movie like you know on a playground kind of thing when you had a bunch of your your buddies and you know it's like okay run this way and then like. You know, somebody's like, bang, bang, and it's like, okay, you're dead, and they just kind of, like, cover their heart and drop to the ground. Right. I mean, there was a lot of that in this Lots. movie where there wasn't, like, you know... No, uh, dude, definitely no bullets. Like, no I'm going to fall into the, the barbed wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there was a lot of that where it was like, you know, I mean, at the time when I'm watching I'm like, okay, you just got to let that go. That's what they had at the time. Right, you know, at the that's, time, that's what they had. That's what they had to do. But it's you've an seen 80s it movie done. that feels we like have a to show you 60s die war movie. Yeah, it does. But I think that's probably based on the age of Samuel Phil Fuller. I think he's something. a... Well, no, I think it's the director. Because really? directors always, they always seem to like, you know, the movies that crystallized what a movie is for them was something they saw when they were very young. And oh, yeah. Samuel Fuller, if he's an older guy who was in World War Two, you know, his frame of reference are these old, probably John Wayne movies or, or something even before that. So he's making something like that in the 80s, and that's why it kind of feels like anachronistic. It's kind of like out of sync with what other younger directors were doing at that time. So, I mean, based on, you know, what would I say? I mean, yeah, I guess I think there are other... If, you, if you're looking for a war movie experience that does something similar to this, I'd say seek out uh, Band of Brothers, probably. Um, yeah, I guess I'd give this one a pass. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, for, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad to have seen it, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know if... Uh, it was a fun movie, but... Yeah. Well, it was fun, but a little sleepy. I don't know if I'd recommend it in light of other... Similar. What'd you think about it, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I I liked it. I mean, I re I really like it because it it shows, um, it shows the war from beginning to end, and and there's not many war movies that do that. And uh, this is like the only movie war movie that actually shows the war on a on a full scale. Without watching some kind of fucking documentary or some shit, you know. Um, and that's why I kind of wanted to show it, because it's, it's a little shorter than most war movies. So I thought it would be more action-packed than, like, you're, like, you know, like... Definitely it was pretty action-packed. Like, initially I was going to show, like, Bridge Too Far, you know, that, that was my pick. My pick was Bridge Too Far. <laughs> um, that's what I wanted to show, you know, because, like, everybody's seen Saving Private Life. Everybody's seen yes. Black Hawk Down, everybody's yeah. seen Full Metal Jacket, everybody's seen Apocalypse Now. So I wanted to show something, because like, I like war movies, war movies are my wheelhouse, so I wanted to show something out of my wheelhouse that people haven't seen. And, you know, I, I was like, you know, like, Bridge Too Far is kind of like, that's that's one of my faves, you know. and But it's like three, three and a half hours long. How long is the Dirty Dozen? Uh, Dirty Dozen is like an hour and a half. But Dirty Dozen is pretty But Dirty Dozen, like, it's not really a war movie. That's like an action movie. Oh, okay. That's like where Eagles Just, Dare. Yeah, you okay, know? It's yeah. Like, yeah uh, they actually say Stripes is a parody of the Dirty Dozen. You know. But like, it's more of a goofy uh, version of it, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, like, like, Dirty Dozen, Where Eagles Dare, Inglorious Bastards—they're all that same category, you know. Okay, where it's yeah. like, it's like it's a war, it's a 
World War Two, but it's actually an action movie. You know, it's so I, I wanted to show like a more war movie that would kind of, and I chose, you know, Big Red One. I mean, it's not my. I mean, like if you really want a really good experience that's really well done, yeah. See, if you haven't seen Band of Brothers, you need to see God Band of Brothers. Um, yeah, that makes I, a guy like me that doesn't like uh, military movies. Yeah, I mean, like Band of Brothers is is, is phenomenal, phenomenal. And, and you really need to see that. Um, you know, I mean, I I like Big Red One for what it does, and, and I highly recommend seeking it out. Uh, just because, like, I mean, what Samuel Fuller did, you know, just knowing that he was in the shit, you know, it was based on his experiences, kind of makes you think of, kind of makes you think, you know. So, in my opinion, you should buy it. Mm. Oh, wow. All right. Is it on Blu-ray? No, it is not on what? Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> Or you could get the video game, Call of Duty 2, Big Red 1. Yes. Holy uh, I have played I and knew, beat that. I was going to say, I knew it was a video game. I have played and beat that. Yeah, it's basically... Or yeah. join the army. Experience it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> See how fun it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the rest of the Saturday Night Freak Show. So Brent has just texted us because we're saying, "What are we watching next week?" And he says he doesn't know, but it's something by Kevin Smith. With, like Kevin which Smith. right, which limits us to uh, we got Clerks, yeah, you know, I mean uh, Mallrats. Which God, I hope not, because I hate that fucking movie. Do you hate Mallrats? I hate Mallrats. I think that's I'm going like... to say I hate most Kevin Smith movies unless it's really? fucking Red State. I like you know, Red State. I I. <gasps> <laughs> Maybe we should say I like Kevin Smith. We don't we don't need to talk about Kevin Smith now yeah, because we, Damn it, if to. we're if we're we if we're gonna be listening to, yep, there we next go. week Stay tuned, listeners, because we will be talking about Kevin Smith in yeah. depth and his oh, movies. I am going to be so sure. insightful. You ever want to know what five guys from Rockford wanted, <laughs> thought about Kevin Smith? The You're third most find miserable out. city in America. <laughs> <laughs> you will know. Yeah. So what? <laughs> so next week. So we learned something uh, awesome during the break is that we were offering to watch a movie after this with uh, Travis. And he refused because Travis doesn't like watching movies with other people. I don't. I don't like watching movies with other people. I like to be by myself in my own headspace. Yeah, but what the hell? That's understandable. How do you want? How yeah, do you, how do you, you go to a freak show? Then? Yeah, well, there's that. I would have just been fine with like, <laughs> hey, watch this movie sometime this week, and, and let's get together and talk, talk about, about it. it. How do you go to like movie theaters? I don't go to movie theaters, my friend. Oh. I go to movie theaters like a few times in the summer when the big movie comes oh, out. Really? You know, like like when Evil. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. I just don't. I want to be by myself. Like uh, I need to be. So the, Alone, then your experience man. with Evil Dead is going to be tarnished by the fact that there's like 500 other people. Nah, just go to a matinee at like, you know, 11 <laughs> in the morning. You'll be That's fine. That's usually what I do. I go Sundays at 11. There's, yeah, there's, ten other there's like 10 other people there. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Right, as long right. as it's not like someone like explaining to his grandmother right. who the Avengers are, or some stupid while teenager. While I'm trying to watch the Avengers <laughs> right. for the first time. <laughs> or some stupid teenager who doesn't know. Yeah, but what, we can watch a movie here, and we won't be telling everybody like who the 
Oh, oh wait, Brent has just uh, oh has communicated. He will let the group decide which Kevin Smith. What? what? I don't think we can't do that. Uh, no, the, uh, he's got to pick. Yeah. Nope, it's got to be no, good. I, mean, I, I think I, we've had a discussion. Brent and I had a discussion. We unanimously decided that it should be. Don't even say it because nope. he's going to listen to this and do it. He has to pick the fucking movie himself. No, but it probably should be what he's thinking. Yeah, like I. It should be. Let no, him say it because that yeah. is his best movie. That would be Red State. Okay, <laughs> that so would be Red State. <laughs> I wanted to be the other one just because I haven't seen it. Red State is probably his best movie. But I just happen to like. It's not my. I mean, that movie which I'm talking about, which dude, shall not be named. Dude, you're going to be talking about it next week. It's All not right, my favorite week, movie, but. Yeah. I just want to say that I just think Clerks, Mallrats, and Chasing Every the only movies that he got away with the nerd comedy, the nerd conversation. And then he just lost it after that. You yeah, love fucking next week, Jersey next Girl. Week, next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. I know it's big hard. Red we all just like an hour long special. <laughs> I know it's hard. We all want to talk like about Ever this, since after the break. All right. All right. Next week. Colin and I yesterday oh my God, watched Top Gun in 3D oh boy. and Point Break. A double feature. Double feature. And you survived. Then went to. My wife checked you guys out. Make she out checked. afterwards. Well, so I was just going to try and balance that out with a little heterosexuality that my wife was there for a Top Gun and bugged out during Point Break. Yeah. Now, Couldn't take it. I'm like, you can't take the best movie? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's my thinking, that she likes Top Gun because it's an underwear commercial. That's a love story. Uh, oh, oh, I said that last night. <laughs> I said, like, it was, I was watching the movie and I'm like, oh my God, this is a fucking chick flick love story masquerading as an action movie. Nobody agreed with me. What? Thank you, Travis. It is. Validating my point. Just, I mean, listen, it's like, if they're not, like, if it's not in jets going, <laughs> then it's just like, boom. I think the only, uh, the only parts that like I really, really pay attention to are okay. the, it doesn't last that long. And then all they do is, like, like have a hard time breathing. And then they take off their mask. And it's like, listen to me, man. Just listen to me. Follow my... I'm going to follow your wing down, dude. I'm going to be right here. It's just like, oh, it's kind of boring. All he's doing is, like, freaking out like I'm too afraid of losing my family, man. Being in these jets. Yeah. Jets. Takes well, you away from your saying. family. That's awesome. That I remember, you know, like, fucking I didn't broadcasting. see it in, in theaters, and I know that it was a fucking phenomenon when it came out. Cause it all was brotastic. I remember it was brotastic. Bro- yes, it was yeah. brotastic. Uh, but I remember that all the, like, girls that I knew at that <laughs> period in time had seen the movie and were, like, <laughs> yeah. just oogling and awing over oh uh, uh, Tom Cruise. Because I think that was the movie that made him Basically. a star. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, why do I need to no. see this? Yeah. I got Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, I think, is out that same year. No, it's Friday the 13th Part 6. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Although I must say... Personal victory for Colin. Seeing <laughs> Top Gun in 3D totally changed... Like, I mean, it totally changed the perspective of that movie. Like, I mean, it, it changes... The dynamic of Top Gun. That is absolutely true. Because, like, there's not... Seeing it in 3D, because it adds depth, so you can actually see, like, where the planes are, because, like, most of the time it's, like, planes are flying side by side, so, like, when they're actually dogfighting, you can kind of, like, see 
dimensionally where these planes are instead of just being smaller. I mean, it, does it change the story at all? It does not change the story, <laughs> oh, okay, but I it changes like the dogfighting sequences, and it just, it just makes it like a lot more badass. Yeah, because there was a lot of times I remember in the 2D version, the old 2D version back in the day when movies were made in 2D, <laughs> that. Uh, you know, the size difference between the, what were they, F-15s? F-15s, F-14s, F, whatever. I think and, yeah, F-14s, F-14s. Yeah. It's a and, plane. And the MiGs, you know, it was like, because the MiG is like a substantially smaller plane, you couldn't tell if, like, is that plane just smaller or is it, like, in the distance? And now, like, with the Whoa. 3D technology, they've actually, like, you can clearly see where all these planes are in relation to each other. And yeah. it was like... Oh, now I get it. Yeah, so when there's like five planes buzzing around, you can see... Did like, like coffee fly out at you when he buzzed the tower? No. They should do like extra CG stuff when they do these old movies. There's nothing that flies movies. out at you, but the depth, like, I mean, like the depth really Never. adds so much to that movie that yeah. like, wow, it, it changes everything about that movie. Well, I saw, you know, growing up watching Friday 13th Part 3 on TV, on DVD... The finally seeing that in 3D like last year, it's like oh my god! I mean that's like me seeing a movie probably like 50 times a year for the, since I was like 12 years old, and then like seeing it for the first time, like oh my god! I thought this movie was way over lit, but now it makes <laughs> sense why. And yeah. well, you know. I've always thought like all these you know new movies that are shot in 3D, but they don't really kind of like advertise that in case you prefer the, the 2D version. Yeah, but I'm like. But wait a second now. When they're shooting it, like the director, the director of photography, all those guys are sitting there going like, okay, how can I make this shot look good in 3D? Like, they're they're taking that into consideration. Yeah, and then I'm going to go like, camera. Oh, no, 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 I'm just going to watch the 2D version. You're not seeing it the way they composed the shots. It's like you have to see. But if the movie's this, made in 3D, you have to see it in 3D. But if in the same way, Leonardo. they're like making okay. the 3D movie thinking, like, how do I make this for the 2D version? So you're supposed to be watching a 3D movie, and these it just has these two faces in focus with a huge blurry background. It's just like, ooh. Where's my depth? Where's my depth? You know, where's my depth? Where's my 3D? <laughs> All it is is a bur- blurry background. And they almost should do two versions. 2D version, 3D version, where everything's in focus in 3D, and then where you have the, the 2D eye-mimicking camera focus. Yeah, that shallow focus. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's just my... Hmm. Yeah. Thingy there. Hmm. Hmm. And so the second movie on that list, which I had never seen, Point Break, was Point Break. I've never seen I've it. Never okay, seen so it. Like we're watching these because Tom somewhere dug up a list of like the top twenty-five action movies of all time. Point and Break I, is one where they and I went through this list and go, man, I have not seen Point Break. Right? Am I, am I remembering this correctly? All right, so wait, so Sean just I've right seen there, it, but it's been like 10 years yeah, since I've seen this there movie. There he goes. In 10 years, the thing he remembers is that's the one where the guys jump out of the, pa- out of the plane without a parachute. <laughs> With the one parachute. Yeah, that is that movie. Okay. Oh, that movie is sure. just like so fucking tough and It's awesome. the one they make fun of in Hot Fuzz. That's yeah, what yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's great. <laughs> I mean, it's right. just, it's it's cornball over the top awesome. Right. Huh. It is bra-tastic. Top Gun is bro-tastic. Yeah, yeah, the director of The Hurt Locker mm-hmm. and Zero Dark Thirty, and Near Dark. Yeah, and it's got Patrick Swayze as like, <laughs> he is like the, the, Zen, uh, master. the Zen master <laughs> surfer. So he's got philosophy right. about the waves and about the universe and yeah, about bank robbing. 
and Keanu Reeves is the FBI agent who's going to bring him down. Whoa. And there's an awesome... <laughs> and this uh, when we were watching it last night. I remember seeing that in the theater. Whoa. And I think that that may be the first like handheld foot chase movie Whoa. that I can remember. And it's like an awesome chase. It starts off in a car, yeah, and then it ends up on foot. Yeah, and they're going through people's houses and stuff, and the camera's just kind of following along. And I remember that was like really exciting when I saw it in the theater. And uh, you know, I I want to say that was the first like you know movie where they could do that, where they had like portable. Steady, steady. Uh, well, it's not steady cam because it shakes all over the place. But it's just yeah. that kind. Oh. Now you see it, you know, like in the Bourne movies and all that stuff, where it kind of gives that immediacy. Yeah. But I want to say that was the first movie that I hmm. saw do that. Hmm. <clears throat> One thing I did notice while watching Point Break was like, I'm Lori like, he was super hot. Well, yeah. And then, crazy with and then I'm like, man, as I watch it, I'm like, man, this movie is totally, like, Fast and the Furious totally ripped off Point Break, <laughs> like, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, that is Fast and the Furious. Yeah. But with cars. By the way, does anybody else just love those movies? No. Just, I do. Just I just secretly do. I, I totally do. I just like those movies. I'm not saying they're I good love movies. I don't like those I'm movies. I'm not saying they're good movies. I'm saying I love those yeah. movies. Oh, I like, love them? I, like the first I, don't, I don't love them, but I like watching them. Like, <laughs> you love them? I like watching those movies. Colin, I like, I like the, I like the first pleasure. one, and I don't like the second one. And the third one was okay, oh, and I hated the fourth one. Don't have intelligent movie conversations with you guys. You said Stanley Kubrick was a hack. <laughs> he is a that hack. pretty much says it all right there. No. <laughs> uh, uh, they're guilty pleasure. Movies. No, they're guilty pleasure. They guilty as long pleasure as you admit movies. that. As no, long no, as you no. admit to it the guilty pleasure, I guilty can accept pleasure. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. As no, long no, as you're not like, dude, that's a great No, no, no. Movie. no, 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 no not at all. No, 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 no I would no, never like, do that. Well, it's the same with Point Break. I mean, I'm not going to say Point Break is a great film. Well, okay, I am going to say it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, because it can still be action. crazy right, and yeah, stupid no, with being be, a great yeah. film, yeah. but it's like other movies. It's just like, dick. Like I mean, Die Hard, you know, is like probably like one of those, you know, in that genre, right, where you would say, like, this is a great, it's better just, than an average action yes. movie. And it's because it gives you, it, it's so funny. It's like what I think is horrible about Hollywood now is what made Hollywood good, excuse me, in the late 80s, and that is where, oh, instead of an action movie, let's put some comedy in this to, you know, it's like they try to divert, when they did diversify things more to get a bigger audience, it's like it was really great when they started it, but now it's to the point where it's just like, Jesus, everybody's got to like this movie, you know? It's like, <laughs> how would I, we just get, like, this movie for a certain set of, like, you like westerns that kill people? too goddamn much. I mean, that's the problem. That's why I like Maybe they just like, charge too much. Well, well, that too. But, I mean, that's why I like something like, uh, you know, we were talking about Sinister earlier because it's sitting right over there and we can watch it right after this. But we should. Sinister has a, uh, you know, Sinister, Paranormal Activity, Insidious. They're like, you know, we're going to make these movies for like $3 million, like which is like, that's crazy, right, in Hollywood right. to make a movie for $3 million. Because, like, usual entry fee, I want to say, for making a movie is 15 to like 30 
That's like a low-budget movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'd say $50 million is your average movie, right? Maybe not. $50 no, million. Yeah. Just like, as an average, probably. Yeah, like, the lowest of the lowest budget well, the, movies. No, like the lowest, it, I would really? say, is like lowest 20. Lowest of the lowest. Yeah, yeah they get 20 lower, is like, I mean, that's like a low-budget like movie. Advertising. Because I would say, like, any any that. summer movie is like, oh, always like over 100. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah, like, yeah. this is going to be stupid. Yeah. So, I mean, to make a movie for, like, $3 million. writers a lot of money to come up with good stories. I guess that's what like really fucks me up. Yeah, but I mean, well, think about it. If you make a movie for three million, then you kind of have that situation that you were talking about, where you know, for three million dollars, those guys can make whatever the hell they want. Yep. And it really doesn't matter. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on who you are making the movie. You know, if I go to Rob Zombie and go like, I'll give you three million dollars to make Lords of Salem, he'll go, okay, you know, whatever, I can do whatever I want. But you're Rob Zombie, so that means to me, the producer, that somebody's going to show up on opening day and go see it. So I may not make $50 million. Maybe I'll only make $26 million, but still, right. it cost me $3 million to right. make it. Yeah. That's a huge profit off of that. Huge profit. And there's always been those sellable, like, sci-fi, horror. It's like, no matter what, they sell. No matter what. Yeah. Like, I just seen All Superheroes Must Die. It's like a I've weird... Heard of this. It's like, man, like I only made it through like 20 minutes of it because it's like, to me, even if you, I'm interested in like superheroes as an archetype. I don't care if they're like a mainstream person, blah, blah, blah. But if even if it's a cheap movie and you don't try to make the costume look at least a little cool, if you're just some spandex wearing guy... And it's just like, all right, dude, if you're not even going to spend money on how the costume looks, I can't believe that this guy is like a superhero, like an actual superhero. <laughs> and, I mean, it started off a little strong. The The supervillain of the movie is uh, Dexter's father. Oh, really? Yeah, which, I mean, that guy was in The Phantom. That guy's right, always, yeah. like, in weird, like, superhero-type things. And it started off with, like, a really strong, like, oh, that's how you start a superhero movie where... Like all these members wake up with this thing, like a, like a like a injection uh, mark or whatever. They go into this room and there's a TV and then the supervillains like ah you know oh, you know I'm back and and you know I've been a loser all my life and you guys are gonna finally feel what it's like to to lose at every turn and whatever the injection it is like took away some of their power. So automatically I'm like oh boy no powers either, <laughs> you know. Wow. But it showed, it's like, these guys made a cheap, cheap movie. Yeah. I've heard the title, so somehow the marketing... It's in Redbox. Yeah. Yeah. It's on Redbox. Hmm. And and what's crazy, this is what's mind-blowing, is I've been, trying, <laughs> I've been trying to find this movie in Redbox for the past week, rented out everywhere. <laughs> Sir, I've never wow. had to search, ever since Redbox came around, I've never had to search so Just hard for a movie. Based off of the title and the fact that it looks like a like a watch, I mean, I mean oh, it totally looks like some Zack Snyder ripoff. The the cover art, yeah, not even like trailers or anything. Just no, the, just the cover the, art. The cover it just looks title, very yeah. Zack Snyder, like the blues and the greens that are very yeah, like. Yeah, because that was kind of the plot of Watchmen, wasn't it? The whole superhero well, must yeah. die. Hmm. Yeah. So actually, this goes back to a couple podcasts Our dyslexic ago. movie <laughs> watchers. <laughs> Abraham like, Lincoln Zombie Hunter. I want to yeah, see yeah, that movie. Exactly, yeah. I, I just seen the trailer. I just seen the commercial for that movie. Then it comes out in theaters in two weeks. But it's on video now in Redbox. <laughs> well, let's get it. Oh, it's retarded. It's yeah. like, they've you guys don't read? They've been doing that a lot. Oh, like, they've been doing I mean, it for years. Yeah. Forever. I think it's a brilliant 
brilliant yeah, no, business brilliant. plan. I want to do it. So what, what are they going to do this year? The well, they already did the Age the of Hobbits. Steel Man. They did the Age of... Oh, the man, who knows? It'll probably be <laughs> like... See, that's one thing I don't think they get, like... They can't do Superman. No, I don't think they can. Like you can't get that? no, you can't get near that okay. really. Uh, yeah, but they'll find a way because, like I said, Prometheus came out and they came out with Alien Origin. Right, they'll come yeah. out with a weird way to twist. They'll be like, right, if it's a you general know, concept planet like aliens, hero. they can get close to it, <laughs> yeah. or like Hobbits or but are those really Earth or really any good? of that. No, they, never, never, never. There's no redeeming qualities from those. I well, number one, I would never know. Right. <laughs> I would, I would yeah, if we did, we would admit to it. Yeah. Should we actually get the hills have eyes that had national release, or should we get eyes in the hills that is exclusive from Blockbuster and like? Yeah. <laughs> well, there was, I mean, there there were two. Uh, so, so I, like I noticed on Netflix because those go like straight to Netflix and it's a key. Oh yeah. There's two Hansel and Gretel. There's Hansel and Gretel yeah. Demon Hunters, and then there's Hansel and Gretel get bait. There's another yeah. one too. There's like three. Then there's I think just Hansel and Gretel, which is like a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I tell you, <laughs> I, I mean Saturday Night Freak Show selection, The Eyes in the Hills. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know if we can do that. The Eyes in the Hills. Yeah. The Witchy Blair Project. We want to see what those uh cheap knockoff movies are like. Even though Transmorphers, they get two <laughs> movies, so that's like, holy fuck. Transmorphers and Transmorphers 2. Yeah, it's like, wow. Dark of the Sun. Yeah, it's like, that got <laughs> a second one. Dark of the Earth, whatever. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Not to be confused with, like, the porn parodies. You know? Right, yeah, yeah, it's a whole different category. Yeah. That's a better category, if you ask me. <laughs> Much more think, realistic. Like, what in the hell's coming out this year that they could, uh, that, you know, we should be, we, like, <laughs> we, we should, should make that it. movie. We no, yeah. not look up. Like, we should, like, <laughs> tomorrow. Make the money. Yeah. Make the movie of, uh, uh, oh. what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> what's a big what's movie coming out? G.I. Joe. You can do, like, American Soldier Forces. G.I. Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be a... Uh, or, like, as long as there's a new Pirates Joe. of the Caribbean <laughs> come out, you can always make a Pirates! Pirates! This the curse of the this and the that. <laughs> or, like, a Thor movie. Mighty Thor. As long as Avengers keeps coming out with movies, yeah. you can, like... Dead with, like, Evil. There you go. Yeah, there's got to be... Just call it Book of the Dead. dead. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be something. <laughs> Guaranteed. Tell you, we could do it. If Roger Corman made movies in three days, we could do it and package <laughs> it and get, like, Troma to distribute it. Yes. <laughs> get Troma. World War Z will probably have its own thing. Oh, yeah, but zombie movies, yeah. those are always yeah, coming straight to video. The, the World Zombie the War. Rangers... I've got like a Lone Ranger connection to Troma. If we, we if we come up with a What's good that? idea, who do you know? What? Uh, oh, what is it? Um, you know, yeah. Troma is like Travis's favorite. Oh, who film is? Okay. Even though so, I'm not like uh, so as extreme of no, comedy is. The connection is um, uh, Dry Spell. When we were working on Dry Spell, we had a guy come in for a day who worked on Troma's latest movie. It was. PA on Trumbull's latest movie. No, that was years ago, but uh, he was a PA on Trumbull's latest movie, and and, uh, that's the connection. That's it. (laughs) As far as it goes. (laughs) You can call him up and get the meeting with Boyd Kaufman. It's like, dude, we have have an idea for a movie. It's (laughs) called The Dead Evil Book of the Dead, and we want it to come out next in April, and you can make that happen. Yes, please. Scary Evil Book. And now we're (laughs) making money. Scary Evil We are in Walmart right now. Yeah. Or in reality, we have the Green Midnight Horror Show. Come up with a few more stories. Trauma. 
it would just give your title away. Why not? There you go. Somebody's gonna it's public do domain. Edit. <laughs> edit point. Yeah. It's actually in a, like, they named some Italian horror movie that was public domain. It's a bummer, dude. Why is that a bummer? We <laughs> call it the Eerie Midnight Picture Show. <laughs> Same diff. Yeah. Same diff. Oh. What do we got left? Yeah, what do we got left? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. we can probably wrap it up. Yeah, yeah we should have just... Uh, Let's wrap it up so we can go watch Sinister. Yeah! yeah. 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 Sinister, the greatest uh, horror movie of 2012. Yeah. 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 I'm down. Check it out. I'm in. All right, so <laughs> next week, stay tuned for... No, 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 we know what it is. He did text us back. Next week, it is Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy. Next week. Yep. Brett will be back. Brett will be back. And hopefully... Hopefully this podcast works. We're using a... Um, yeah, hopefully we don't lose so all this. Oh, God forbid. Mm-hmm. New audio engineer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, uh, stay tuned next week for the... Uh, give us your... Give us oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We actually added a new way that you can reach us on social media this week. We're on Facebook, my friends. Friend us. Like us before it's mandatory. We're on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com Saturday Night Freak Show. Uh, also, you can get a hold of us via email at Saturday Night Freak Show at yahoo.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, on Podbay FM. You can download us at Saturday Night Freak Show.blogspot.com. I mean, eventually we're just going to end up taking over your entire world. Yes. So embrace us. Please. We are Legion. And we're out.